0: Do you have Casual Friday at your workplace? Well, they do now at the U.S. Senate, as well as Casual Thursday, Casual Wednesday, Casual Tuesday, Monday, and any other day that they happen to be in session. Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, and this episode of Right Angles brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, I'm sure you've heard by now, but um, the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has instructed the Sergeant-at-Arms of the U.S. Senate to no longer enforce the Senate dress code, which was technically Business casual jackets and ties for men, you know, uh, skirts or slacks for women, and uh, and you know, basically uh, as a visual signal of the decorum of the U.S. Senate. Um, immediately, uh, several senators took advantage of the new loosened rules, and I want to I want to get the phrase right here. Um, uh, Kirsten Cinema was presiding at one point. They rotate responsibilities for presiding while the Senate is in session, and and Kirsten Cinema was presiding over the Senate wearing a, a shirt, a t-shirt that read "Dangerous Creature," a pink shirt with some lettering on it. Um, Senator John uh, Fetterman from Pennsylvania uh, showed up in uh, kind of big, sloppy basketball sweatshirts, kind of looking things when he presided over the U.S. Senate. Now, Stephen Green, this is one of those OK Boomer moments, isn't it? Um, there are going to be young people. <laughs>
1: I'm Gen X. Don't do don't a Boomer label. No, no, I'm
0: not saying you're doing that. I'm just saying that that young people are going to watch this episode as they do in countless droves. And they are ah, going to yes. see this and say – you know, uh, you guys just grew up in a different era. Times have changed. Everybody has a casual workplace. Uh, What's the big deal? It doesn't change the intellect or the character or the quality of the speeches in the Senate or the the tenor of the negotiations if people uh, aren't necessarily dressed in a, you know, a a throttling necktie and a ridiculous uh, jacket that serves no purpose other than to— to serve as an accoutrement that uh, looks attractive to some, uh, why, why not go with that argument, Steve? Why not just say, you know, you're right. If, if young people or anybody else who backs this kind of argument to say you're right, it doesn't really matter. Let's get about the business of the Senate and tell the sergeant at arms that he can take a nap.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of uh, present both sides of this argument, just 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 a little bit. Although I know which way I i land on this one uh john fetterman dresses like the electrician you hired because he was the cheapest he had the cheapest bid but then you really regret it because he screws everything up and you end up paying three times as much in the end uh because he's just an incompetent and i'm not talking about the fact that he's he's had a stroke he's just not good at anything he's never done anything in his life he can't dress himself um even when he was able to dress himself, I think this is how he is, is how he dressed. So, uh, by that standard, I think he might be in the top half of the Senate for competence and honesty. So why not let him wear his, his gym shorts and his, and his filthy hoodie on the Senate floor? Just, it's been a long time since that was the, uh, uh revered August deliberative body that they keep telling us it is. Um, on the other hand, and I'm about to say something nice about Joe Biden. I, I, I never, ever do this, but the one thing that man has done well with his uh, ill gotten gains is he knows how to buy and wear a suit. He really does. Uh, it, it, his shirt collars, I've noticed, have changed over the years as his neckline has changed because, he, believe it or not, I. And I know about this. Uh, you wear different collars for for different neck sizes and shapes. And there's a a, a purpose to a suit, uh, Scott. You kind of dismiss this, but um, suits are not just fashion. They're also signaling devices, and they are engineered. And the reason they they don't change very much over the decades is they're engineered to present a man in his best light. Um, they make your shoulders appear broader. The 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 way the lapels come in make your waist look skinnier. Uh, it, it, so you present yourself in, in, a, in a more masculine way. Um, the, a, a tie and a, 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 a pocket square allow you to express some individuality within this, this, this sort of confine. And there's a lot going on there that people don't know about because we've stopped wearing suits all the time. And that's fine. The old pictures from the 1930s where everybody's at the baseball game wearing a coat and tie. No, (laughs) no, I don't want to go back to those days, but this idea that uh, we're adopting not business casual for the Senate floor, but slovenly, uncaring thug, that's what he looks like. He looks like a slovenly thug, and that is our Senate now. Well, I suppose it suits the times, so what the hell.
0: Bill Whittle, uh, one can make the argument that the movement in this country um, that has been not just uh, symbolized by this dress code relaxation, but by other characters and things that have happened in politics, the movement is toward a more populist kind of public discourse, uh, a, a, a greater focus on the common man, um, and that a, a more— uh, authentic expression of who we are, and that a suit uh, essentially is the uniform of a phony. Um, couldn't couldn't you make the argument, Bill, that we will actually have a more uh, a more honest, sensible, and authentic public discourse if we let the senators dress the way they please?
2: I can make any particular argument you you, you want to give me, but I'd be wrong in, in that case. Um, Boy, where do you start with this? First of all, this is another one of those occasions where I really wish I had been in charge of the Republican National Committee. Because if I had been, I would have said, we will all be wearing suits and ties every day like we always have. And over the course of a few months, I would love to be able to look at the Senate and say – the people with the suits and ties are the Republicans and the people wearing the T-shirts that say juicy on it or whatever they want to, you know, and and they're wearing the, you know, the the, the spangled tights and all the rest of this garbage. And, and those are the Democrats. That's fine. They think that that may get them more votes from regular people, but I take the exact opposite uh, opinion on this. A business suit is designed to make you, as Steve pointed out, it is a power projection suit, but it is essentially also a sign that you're serious. Serious people wear business suits and non-serious people don't have to wear business suits. I mean, the dude is is obviously constrained by anything other than pajamas and a bathrobe, you know. I mean, the dude just abides on the couch and he doesn't particularly care, but the dude's not a serious guy. And, and so... This idea that we're going to degrade the standards of dress and that's somehow good for uh, for the country and the experience is just plain wrong. If you want to take an extreme example of this, you guys mentioned uh, that that people used to wear – well, people used to wear suits and ties to the beach. But when the British were in India and Africa during the Victorian era – they would get they would wake up every day and they'd shave and they'd get into their shirts and they'd put on these red woolen uniforms and they had to be spotless and they had to they had to do that because specifically because They said these are the standards that we have to live up to. And if we start slacking on the way we dress, we're gonna start slacking on the way we think and the way we train and the way we fight and the way and, and we're start slacking on our beliefs. And then the worst thing that could happen to you if you were a Victorian Englishman was you went native, you know, you just, you just gave up all the discipline that got you this empire in the first place. It's remarkable. Really, if you think about it, this one little tiny, tiny Island, basically in control of a quarter of the world's land surface, because, because of the standards that they set for themselves and they, and they managed to live up to them. Uh, there's no, there's nothing different about this casual, fr- this casual look in the Senate is is You can just, if you're going to go there, then I say, okay. uh, you know, most of the Senate is people talking. Nobody's listening. So let's put some widescreen TVs up there. Let's put some sports programs up there. You know, bring your iPod and and, and, and your other stuff. Uh, You know, uh, be sure to send out for Chick-fil-A and have and have, you know, um, Postmates bring you your lunch when when it comes. And we'll turn the whole thing into just yet another ordinary commonplace and and the reason I am so dead set against this is the Senate is not an ordinary commonplace filled with ordinary commonplace people yeah. it is supposed to be composed of ordinary commonplace people and I and I'm completely in favor of that but if you're gonna if you're gonna wear a suit to go and apply for a job at, 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 at of any meaning whatsoever it doesn't strike me as too much work. To uh, to wear a suit and tie to um, to go to work in the Senate. Now I may have a different opinion on this because I went to private schools. I was w- wearing a I was wearing jacket and tie from the time I was five, and I don't find there anything particularly constricting about this, you know. And and I'll say one more thing about this, just for, for what it's worth. If you've ever been an actor on especially on stage, you will find that a, an enormous part of your character is the costume. Yeah. I was I was a spear carrier in man of la mancha and they put me in a conquistador outfit with conquistador's armor and I had a sword and a belt and a helmet and I had these big heavy boots and you walk differently and you project differently and you your entire demeanor changes clothes make the man it's true yeah. and 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 so I'm not surprised if clothes make the man that John uh, Fetterman is the most slovenly person in the Senate, and that and that people are wearing slogans and logos, and you know, and 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 we'll have we'll have senators making speeches with BLM shirts on, and and you know, there'll be gator t-shirts there, and then the Gator fans are going to be fighting with the with the Seminole fans. I want that all to be on the Democrat side. I want the Republicans to look like professionals who are serious about what they're doing and who respect the country and the process enough to go to the minimum fundamental basis of respect, and that is get dressed like you're serious for work today. Yeah,
1: if, if, if My rule has always been, because I, I I grew up in the age that suits died as I was as I was growing up. And like you, Bill, I had to wear a coat and tie every day in, in, in school, whether it was the this- military school or prep school before that but if it involves a bride a coffin or a judge put on a suit
0: (laughs) it's a good idea well, you know, uh, I worked from home for about seven years, and during that time, I rarely was out of a pair of cargo shorts. Um, that's how I dressed, and uh, I did appear on camera often during that time, uh, but at that time, we worked for a different network, and the, and the uniform, so to speak, was a jacket and tie, and so we wore <laughs> jacket and tie. In almost every single one of those jacket and tie episodes, I'm wearing cargo shorts. You just can't see them because they're not on camera. And so I only say that just to say that I'm not some kind of guy who constantly shows up everywhere in a suit and tie. And in fact, most of the time... um When I go to church, I am not dressed in an extraordinary manner. When I was pastor of a church, we served a very poor community, and I made a conscious effort to dress down on Sunday mornings because many of the people we served in that community um, felt like they couldn't come to church because they really—they wouldn't fit in. They would feel strange, and they don't have that kind of clothing, and they just didn't want to hang out with people who were, you know, all dressed up. It made them feel bad about themselves. So um, when I met them, you know, they could tell that I I, wasn't—they're not going to show up, and I'm going to be wearing a suit and tie. Um, That said— I think they're, I think Bill and Steve are right about this. And by the way, not every Democrat is on board with this. I mean, Senator Joe Manchin and others have said that the way that, that Fetterman is dressing and the, the relaxation of the dress code is wrong, and people have used the word disgraceful. Senator Chuck Schumer, the guy who said the sergeant at arms isn't going to enforce the dress code anymore, said that he will continue to wear a suit and tie. So Schumer himself is not going to suddenly become a public slob uh, because he— uh, relaxed enforcement of the dress code rules. Um, He's just a coward. But there, but where I work uh, now, the dress code for for salespeople on the sales floor was: um, you had, men had to wear long sleeve shirts, button down shirts with uh, with a necktie, and you had to have slacks, not jeans. You had to wear dress shoes. Mm-hmm. And during the COVID epidemic. When we came back to work after the store was shut for a month, for inexplicably, they they said, uh, you no longer have to wear neckties. Every guy took off their neckties, except me. There may have been one or two other guys in the store. I never saw them, but everybody stopped wearing neckties. And it just, I can't explain it any other way than it just didn't feel right for me to be at the job, And not be in the uniform that would set me apart where people would go, oh, that guy can help me. I know that mm-hmm. guy can help me. Um, and so it's not just the little name badge. It's your entire demeanor. And to this day, they've actually further uh, relaxed the dress code. Now you can wear short sleeve shirts. And some of these guys, you know, before it used to be you shouldn't have any tattoos showing. Some people have like an entire sleeve down their arm of tattoos, you know, and they're wearing short sleeve uh, kind of casual shirts and everything. I'm still wearing a long sleeve button down, often with stainless steel collar stays to hold my collar in place and a necktie. Um, I just think that there is something about the way you present yourself that changes not only the way other people react to you, but the way you feel about yourself and the way you approach your job. And I wanted to do that with the highest level of professionalism um, that I could muster. Um, There's a... I mentioned in our backstage episode, which is available for members at BillWhittle.com, that we had binge watched this series about lawyers called Suits. And obviously, it's, it's a play on words. But I just realized, after we talked about that, gentlemen, that they... The guys in that show, and the women, for that matter, never appear... In the office, casually dressed, even in the evening, if they're working at nine o'clock at night, they're wearing suits and ties. And at the office, the lead characters, the lead men, I don't think they ever took their jackets off. And often the front button is buttoned, like they are. They are wardrobe by Natalie attired, as they used to say on uh, Car Talk, (laughs) uh, on NPR. So, so there is something that sends that signal. Now, when they're in their own homes, which are very you know swanky apartments and everything, they still look really nice, but they tend to have you know an open collar shirt on or something like that, and. That makes them compelling characters. And when you dress professionally, people are more attracted to you. People are more attentive to you. People are, are more likely to listen. And when you see a U.S. senator, I think most Americans still can look at that guy and say, Yeah, he's my senator. He agrees with me. He he believes in the things I do. He doesn't dress like I do at work. He doesn't dress like I do at the barbecue. He doesn't, you know, he's not casually dressed because his job is to be the U.S. Senator. Um, So anyway, that ultimately comes down to this. I don't know if it needs to be a rule in the U.S. Senate with the sergeant at arms enforcing it. It should just be common sense that the senators would want to respect the position in that manner. There used to be said when George W. Bush was president that when he was in the Oval Office, he was always buttoned up, necktie, jacket on, and always dressed that way to respect the office. Not because he was such a hotshot, but because he valued that position to serve the people and he wanted to show his respect for it. And that's what I really wish would happen here. It's not that Schumer has to say, okay, now we're going to start enforcing the dress code again. It should seem to me that every senator would say to himself when he looked in the mirror, I'm headed to the U.S. Senate today. Yeah, I'm a senator, and I want to show maximum respect for the people of this country and the Constitution that built this great system of law and justice. That should come as second nature to them, and here's praying that it will come back to them soon. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the people at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.